This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Tzfarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. We should really sit down, okay? Sit over here. One day. Is there seats over here? Okay. It's a pleasure to introduce and a covet to have with us Rashiva of Yeshiva Greater Washington of Silver Spring, Maryland, uh, Rabbi Aaron Lopiansky. Um, many of our Talmudim have gone to the Yeshiva there and had a very good experience in their learning, developing and learning. And they have a uh, Yeshiva that allows you, works into their schedule, going to college at the same time. Uh, the Shivas come to give us some Divei Chizuk, uh, a Shir, and to experience a little bit of the Yeshiva of Greater Washington. <laughs> um, I'd like to give some feedback. Um, some of the boys have gone over the years. Many boys from the high school have come to learn here. We have here um, uh, customers. We've had boys coming back to us. And I think the one thing about the Derek program that really stands out is how well people integrate whatever it is they're doing with being a Ventura. We have somebody who was here quite a few years ago. He was in high school by us, came here, went back, <coughs> finished engineering school, had a full scholarship. He's a very bright boy. Now he's sitting and learning for quite a few years. Um, and you see the Ventura and the engineer kind of very seamlessly together. Uh, there's another one who was here, came to us, opened up a major food business in the D.C. area. It's now, they have kosher food on Capitol Hill and the hospitals and the universities. His business, and he works very hard, and he's still a Bentora, comes to the yeshiva, learns, uh, um, davens, and so on. It's, it, it takes a lot of skill to be able to not only manipulate two worlds, but to integrate two worlds. And whatever it is about the Chinuch here, it does it masterfully, and I hope as Hashem you keep doing it. I'd like to speak a small thought that this may be very central to a struggle that we have that may be not always understood by us as being a struggle. Let's start with the beginning of the era. You have different... HaKadosh Baruch tells him, I will now redeem Kal Yisrael. I'll be Goel them. So you have five different Lashonos expressing it. So it says, I will take you out of the suffering in Egypt. I will rescue you from the work that you're doing for them. 
I will redeem you with uh, outstretched hand and with tremendous judgments against the enemy. I'll take you as a nation. So you have um, five Lashonos of what HaKadosh Baruch will do for us. If we take note of the different Lashonos, one stands out in two ways. Let's go. will take us out from what? From the suffering. Okay. I will rescue you from the hardships, from the work. But doesn't say from what. I'll take you for me as a nation. So all of them, we understand the verb has an object. Uh, you know, I will rescue you from something. I will take you from somewhere. I'll bring you to some place. The only one that's not like that is Vogaalti. The flip side is, Vogaalti is the only one that describes how it takes place. The other ones, it doesn't say what kind of fireworks will be Vogaalti. It doesn't say what kind of fireworks will be Tzalti, Vlakachti, and so on. So the geula, the word geula, stands out as to not being clear what it is. What is Hakadosh Baruch Hu going to redeem us from? He's gone to every detail, um, and yet it's the generic term. If, in other words, we want to call it one word. We'll talk about geulas Mitzrayim. If we don't talk about Yitzias Mitzrayim, somewhat Hatzolas Mitzrayim, no, Lakachti, Vevesi, the one we refer to is Geula. So Geula is the core, it's the third one, it's kind of the crux of it, and yet there's no clear description of what's happening. And we do have a description of how it takes place, Also interesting, we have 4.5 Kosos, Leil Pesach, for every Lashem, we have four Kosos, and a fifth Kosos is called Kosos it's a suffix where there's a Chiyav or not. So if we're to organize the Kosos, we have, the, the, the first Kos is Kiddush, which refers to Pesach. Kiddush Hayom is, 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 is the Kiddush of, of Leo Pesach. That deals with the Yantif. The second Kos is on the Haggadah. That's number two. That Kos is clearly identified with. The fourth coast, we'll skip one, is Hallel. And that's also clearly identified with Yom Kippur. The third coast, which is Keneged Vigaalti, is on benching, um, which really has nothing to do with Pesach. You be- anytime you bench, you should do it a la coast. Um, there's actually a shayling if you bench with a Mizumin. Anytime we had somebody, when I was growing up in high school, there was somebody who was exotic in his taste. And he just learned this halacha. So every day he would bring to, to for breakfast a little wine bottle. And he mazamin alakos um, to the shizrin of the staff, but he had a mishabur on his side. So listen, you know, when you have a mishabur on your side, it's, it's difficult to argue. I still remember he had a little bottle he used to bring, and he was mazamin. Not, not recommended, but just, uh, just to tell you that it's not dafka lil pesach. So why is this kos of all the kosos on something that has nothing to do with pesach? That's really an issue that, that we need to understand. So let's go back and see what exactly the process of going into Golis entailed, 
and then we'll maybe be able to get a sense of where we're coming from. Akadosh Baruch Hu Absarim said that Kal Yisrael is going to have to go into Golis. That's part of the pris. Why? The Pasuk doesn't say, um, the, the, the different Mepharshim say, the Mekobolim say, many reasons. But whatever it is, they will go into Golis. There are three stages mentioned, and it goes like this. It says, <laughs> Your children will be strangers in a land that's not theirs. They will serve them. And they will afflict them. They'll hurt them, pain them, and so on. So we have three stages of going into gods. It stands to reason that when you pull out, you pull out from the worst case, and you keep moving out. So the first, let's go with the worst case. The worst case is inuosom, the affliction, the pain, and that is something which is, um, ta- is that's the first thing that it says, the hurt and the pain that they'll be in Mitzrayim, they'll be taken out from. The second one is, it says, that's going backwards, they'll be slaves. Okay, so for that we have the Bitzal Tiyaschem Avodosom. The Ger Yozach is going to be the Ga'al Tiyaschem. So we've identified the Ga'al Tiyaschem is taking care of the Ger Yozach But it puts the ball back into our court. What exactly is Ger Yozach The Jewish people did not have a nation. They did not have anything that resembled a country and a government and a self. Uh, they, they were not an established nation. So they, they were wandering in different places. So Israel theoretically would be theirs, but it wasn't, going to, it wasn't really going to become theirs for a long time to come. So what's, what's this stage of enslavement called Ger Yezachah we understand. Inu also understand. But what exactly is the problem with Yezachah so the pshat's like this: a person has an identity, an identity of who he is, and that goes to the core of what he is, who he is, and so on. We're a subset of something. Our identity is not only our name. Our identity is what nation are we? What people are we? Who are we? Who are we, and where we come from? Is, so when somebody says he's an American, it, it says something about his identity. We don't live, people don't live as individuals scattered. They're part of a peoplehood that gives them an identity. Chalal Yisrael, as long as they lived in Canaan, they didn't have a nation, but they weren't under anyone else's jurisdiction. They weren't Canaanim. I don't know if Canaan didn't have anything, or they had many nations. There's nothing in Canaan that they became part of. When they stepped foot in Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim was an extremely sophisticated society for those days. They were Mitzrayim. They, the the Lushen that Chazal used, 
they use a Pasuk to describe, Goy of Goy, it says that Kach took out a nation, that's a Pasuk, took out a nation from within another nation. Chazal say it's like taking a fetus out of the mother. As long as it's in the mother's womb, it's inseparable from the mother. It's part and parcel of the mother. It's tied in. The, the circulatory system and everything else is, is one entity. Being in Mitzrayim wasn't just the address where to send mail to. It meant you were in Mitzrayim. You were treated as a Mitzri. You saw yourself as a Mitzri if you, if you weren't strong about it. And you were subsumed <coughs> under the peoplehood. You're one of the many nationalities that makes up Mitzrayim. That was the first step of losing their identity. Avdus, slavery, means that everything that belongs to you is no longer yours. That has become part of someone else's wealth, and you've lost that also. And the Inu also means when somebody controls your body, you've even lost your body. So the process of Mitzrayim was an almost a, a grip of losing everything that we can identify ourselves with, and down to the core of our neshama. The way Rashi brings the Chazal that the Mitzrayim controlled, the, the, the Mitzrayim claimed they controlled their wives. There was nothing, the family life, possessions, work, my body, everything was totally absorbed by Mitzrayim. And the purpose of the Golas was to see could we still remain Klal Yisrael when almost every external trapping has been taken away. It's almost as if one was searching what is it about a person's self that his self, what is it about a person's body that self, We'll try to strip away every piece, and as long as we have some sort of core nucleus, um, whether it's whether it's, a, a, it's something in the cell that can recreate everything again, that's when we know that we've hit a certain nucleus. This is it. This is the cell itself. Everything else is 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 peripheral to to bring what the cell needs. So the process of Golos was a process of quashing our identity, and the first step of that was becoming part of another nation. And it's very hard to retain your identity when you have that. So let's go back. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, well, the first thing I'm going to do is they will stop oppressing you physically. There's no release from that. So that's clear. The second step is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will take you, you no longer will be slaves. Paro will tell you, go, you know, I don't need you, I don't want your money, I don't want your work, you're too much of a trouble, and so on. And they have their possessions back again. So now we've taken off two steps. Those are very concrete. But there's a third thing. We've been part of, of, of Mitzrayim. We're part and parcel of it. How do we become ourselves? How do we decide we're a different nation? Um, it, it's interesting, when, uh, when we look as the outsiders into, I remember like uh, it, it, um, Germany, when it was divided into two countries, or Korea, to us they're two separate countries. To the people living there, because they still have the ties of language, family, etc., they exist of one people. And, you know, for us, North Korea and South Korea are two worlds. Uh, it just happens to be speaking the same language, but we don't see them as, as, as really separate entity, as, as one entity. They see themselves as one entity. You keep saying, they keep, both of them keep claiming they want reunification. Why? They're two, two worlds. 
The answer is, for us it's two worlds, for them it's one world. To, in order to create the separation, you need a clear demarcation. You need HaKadosh Baruch Hu taking us with Yad Chazaka, with he needs to push away the Mitzrim and to, um, and to take us. So the Zroah and the Tuya means Kodesh Baruch Hu is pulling us out, um, singling us out, and he's fucking Gedolim and pushing away the Mitzrim. It's like when you take something out of something else, you pull the thing you want and you tear away the thing you don't want. That's how I'm, when I'm trying to get two things unstuck, I pull and push away, pull away w- w- in the same time. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I need to separate you out of Mitzrayim. And that's how I'm going to do it. There's another place, and that's why this is the core part of Geula. The core part of Geula is when somebody, when somebody is oppressing you um, from the outside, but you see yourself as an independent person, or as an independent entity, you're not really enslaved. You're not really part of it. You're restricted. But when yourself melts away, when you begin to see yourself as really an extension of the other, then you've lost yourself. So Geula is the core element of that. There's a very interesting, another use of the word Geula in a place that's kind of surprising. Much further down in Vayikra, at the end of Vayikra, we have a whole parasha about everybody in Kalaisal has land that's theirs inherently. It's, it's Achuza, it's Nachla, this is their land. They can sell it. They can capitalize on it. You can, you can sell it to somebody and temporarily get money and sell it for a few years. When the land goes back, that's called Geula, because that's something that its identity was misrepresented. This is my land. This is the piece of land. I, I'm a latest. I don't have any land, actually. But for those of you who are not Levium, this is your piece of land. This, is, this land is you and you're that land. When you capitalize on it and you lease it for 10 years, 20 years, till Yovel, when it comes back, it's not a, it's not a financial transaction. It's, it's, it's Geula, Tia, it says. And the same thing if a person, if a Jew is sold to a guy for slavery, it's called Geula. Um, for those who might remember in Rus. Geula means where the self has been subsumed and just about lost its identity, and then it's coming back. Um, it says that if Kali Yisrael would have sunk into the in, into the into the Memtasharatuma, they wouldn't have been redeemed. The reason is the morale says in one place. Uh, bear, I'm, I'm sort of paraphrasing. Geula means separating two entities. Had they crossed that barrier, they would have become Mitzri. And then there wouldn't be... It's not possible to have Geula. Geula is as long as a Kashparach who sees it's separate. And that means there's some barrier you haven't sunk to where they are. You're not where they are. I want to talk about this because I think of all the issues that confront us. This piece of Gullus is the most significant. I mean, we sit back and we read stories of people, communist Russia, Nazi Germany... East Europe pre-World War II, and it's, it's, you know, my father was born, uh, had, was born uh, pre-World War I. He's still, you know, I still remember the stories of East Europe, um, certainly Nazi Germany, certainly they were, they were under the communist regime. I was, on, I was in Russia when there was a communist regime there. And you have the stories of oppression and, and you know, enforce and all of that, and that's what we live with 
as being the evil of Golos and the problem of Golos. And it definitely was a horrific. But this is the first time the last century in America and the last half century in many places where things are good. And slowly we begin to sort of get a sense that we're not Jewish people living in America, we're Americans. Um, and I, I, I do believe it's very important to keep the laws of the land, to be honest, to contribute to a land that's giving you a lot. Those, those, are, those are very right things to do. Just like if you're guesting somebody's house, somebody's putting up in his house, you, 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 you do a lot more to be helpful and, and contribute. Some, if you land in somebody's house for a month, you do your best to, to help and to give. But the problem is we started to become mentally and emotionally part of it. It, 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 it's sort of the culture has become our culture um, and, and we begin to see ourselves as part of it the, um, I, I remember I once heard two people speaking um, a mock conversation um, one of them was an old European Jew from Hungary who had left who had left uh, who, was in the, who was in the Nazi horrors came to America and established himself and was quite wealthy his second one was a young American who grew up Learned in yeshivas is a ben Torah, very successful businessman, lives in Manhattan, very with it. You know, he's, uh, he's sort of made it good in all fronts. And the older man was telling the younger one, he said, Shleimala, what's the difference between me and you? We're both from, we're both uh, learning about this. He says, let me tell you what the difference is. When Mashiach comes, I'm going to have a predicament because I have a lot of positions in the stock market and I have different real estate dealings. I'm going to tell Mashiach, give me a month I'll liquidate my holdings, I'll, I'll sell them at the right moment, and then I'll come to Israel with you. He said, you Shleimalach, you're going to tell Mashiach, listen Mashiach, it's, I mean, Mashiach is too big to make his main home in a third world country somewhere in the Middle East. You need a place in Manhattan. Of course you'll have a place in, in, in King David for, for when you come to visit Israel, but you belong in Manhattan. It, it was sort of a mock conversation, but there was a lot of, it, there was touching some real issues of who we are. It, it, it's something that is, if we look at, our, at our, ourselves, um, and, and these are things, I'm not talking about bad things or wrong things, but, but the sense of self. Being a Jew is, should be the core of who we are and what we are. I want to finish off an extraordinary Meshachachma, or Sameach. Um, he says, he asks, he, he, he remarks the following. He says, it says, why were the Jews redeemed from Egypt? It says they didn't change their language, their names, and their dress. Are any of these a mitzvah doraisa? Well, Chassidim maybe think that a garthel and a shreimel and, and a long coat are doraisa. Yeshivas might think a hat and a jacket is doraisa. But actually, surprisingly enough, it's not. Not even the rabbanon. I mean, it's, you know, that it's, it's... And yet, Chazal say that's where they were worthy of, of Yerushalayim. When they came back and buy a sheni from the Golas, it says they should have had the miracles that were happened then. If they would have been worthy of it, it would have happened to, it would have happened to them. They weren't worthy. He shows that they kept many more mitzvahs and were a lot frumer at, at the, at the Baisheni. They had Torah, they had mitzvahs, they kept Torah mitzvahs. Then they were, when they were going out of Mitzrayim and they were over there for the Zara. He says, yes, okay, so, so they wore a kapata and they wore, and they wore shreimah, but, but they were going to church. So, so like, like, what's the, what's the thing? 
And Arsameh says a remarkable insight. He says, when Kali Yisrael is, is, is with HaKadosh Baruch Hu at its best, and that's Yisrael, and it's a time of, of, of Gula, the most important measure of a person is mitzvah to mitzvah that he keeps. This is the person. He says, in Golis, the struggle is to identify himself as a Jew. In the bias, at, by Bayes Shani, by Ezra, it says there was a terrible rate of intermarriage. The beginning of Nehemiah has a whole gathering where they, created, they made a cherem and everybody who was intermarried and forced them to separate. It was the key part of it. In other words, in the 70 years of Golos, they had become assimilated. So he says, in Golos, the struggle is for self. And things that keep, if we keep holding on to the sense of being a Jew, that's, that is very, very significant. I, I, you know, we're in Israel, we're here, uh, uh, I don't know, a mile from the Makram Mish. Now everything is good. As you come, when you come back and go to the States, the, one of the hardest nationals is the sense of a partness. Keeping kosher is not terribly difficult because the Yitzhahority the, the, the trade, okay, you know, if, if you're used to it or whatever. But the real problem is when you sit with a dozen of your colleagues whether it's in academia, whether it's in business, or any other setting, that's work, and, and everybody's eating a meal and you're sipping a Diet Coke. You, you <coughs> feel like you have a dunce cap on your head. And you do. Okay, well, you know, if you wear a yarmulke, for sure. <laughs> you know, and, and, and it's very difficult. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> that would even set you apart in this role, possibly. It's, it's still... I, it, it, um, and you know everything about it you check out of the office Fridays different times strange hours it's not the thing itself as much as the sense of being different if you're from and especially if you're not embarrassed of being from you will be different and, and, and you'll never be part of it and, and a normal human being wants to be part of society part of the country unless nobody wants to be part of Poland because Poland was a horrendous society but America is a beautiful society it's a nice society and we'd love to be as American as the other person that's probably our biggest Nisoyen is the struggle for our identity and who we are and what we are if we understand that and understand that the crux of it and that's why Berchus HaMazen in other words, it's not, it's, it's not a particular hardship to Mitzrayim. It's who we are, Be'etzim. Be'etzim Muslim is something that is part and parcel of our... It, it's, it's a mitzvah that's always there. In other words, Geula is a quality imparted not vis-a-vis the Mitzrayim, but for us. And we need to bear that in mind, that what we're doing is, in Yeshiva, we're learning a lot, and we're learning what we're supposed to do, halachas, we're learning Musa to, to give us an emotional impetus to these things. We're learning skills that are able to continue learning. But most important, we're building ourselves as B'nai Torah. We're getting a sense of identity that we're Jews, and we're B'nai Torah, and we're proud to be Torah Jews. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu should help us each with our own Golos and Geula, and in the macro picture, should, should take all the Kaisrael, out of Gullahs and make them proud, make them a real nation and proud of being a real nation.
Okay. Are there any questions? Uh, anybody has any questions? Uh, what's your name? Zach Sanford. Anybody want to know?